This is the School Success Podcast, a podcast for school leaders to learn from other school leaders what's working and what's not, and to get inspiration and encouragement, as well as strategies to grow school enrollment, connect with families, retain teachers, recruit teachers, and everything in between. You guys are heroes, and I cannot thank you enough for pouring into this next generation that's coming behind us. My goal is you will take at least one thing away from every episode that you can take back to your school to make it better than it is right now. Please enjoy the School Success Podcast. Hey, School Success Makers. Today, we're joined by my new friend, Stephen, out of the great state of Idaho. He leads a great Christian school there. And one of the things I love most about this podcast is I've been able to meet some amazing school leaders all over the country, as well as internationally as well. And Stephen is one of those. He made me really, really want to visit Idaho. And I love what he's doing there. So I hope you guys enjoy this next episode of the School Success Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the School Success Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Slater. I'm joined by a new friend out of Twin Falls, Idaho, Stephen Denny, who is the head of school at Lighthouse Christian School there. And they're doing some awesome things. They got some great sports programs. I know they just heard they got a new football coach coming in to change the game in sports there. So some cool things happening in their school. And I'm not going to steal any thunder away from uh, Mr. Steven, I'm going to pass it off to him to introduce himself. So, Mr. Steven, welcome to the podcast, sir. Thanks for having me. It's going to be an awesome time, man. And I always start off the podcast with, hey, if I ever visited you in Twin Falls, Idaho, what are we going to do for fun? I've actually never been to Idaho before. So what's going to be something really cool that we're going to do there in Idaho? Well, I'll tell you this. Anything that you've ever thought about Idaho or any stereotype, just go ahead and erase that out of your mind. I know that uh, coming from the southeast portion of the United States, I always just thought of potatoes, and there's certainly some good French fries around here and fry sauce, but if you love the outdoors, this is an amazing place. Right here in our city is Shoshone Falls, which is called the Niagara of the West, and you have to cross a huge canyon that's 500 feet deep, 1,500 feet wide just to get into our city. And that is the place where Evil Knievel attempted a jump way back in the day. So a lot of history wrapped up here, a lot of outdoors opportunities and everything from hunting to whitewater rafting, camping, fishing, all the outdoor stuff. So lots of fun to be had. Come visit. Okay. All right. I, I want to go. Up my, my, my parents visited one time, but they went to specifically Boise and yep. they, they loved that a ton. Is that kind of the same area of all Idaho looks the same or is Boise kind of unique? No. Well, the northern part of the state is very forested and has a lot of trees, just a different terrain, a lot of mountains, a lot of famous mountains. The lower part is really high desert. And so it's an interesting ride just from Boise to Twin Falls, which is about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. You feel like you go through about four different geographical areas as you drive through. So it's, it's quite a drive, quite a scenic drive. And uh, there are a lot of similarities with us in Boise, but Boise is changing so much uh, over the last year or so just due to the growth in Twin Falls is kind of on the cusp of that as well. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I want to go. I'm going to get some potatoes. That is the thing I thought of is like, there's got to be some good potatoes. Go <laughs> get some French fries. Uh, there you go. And so don't get, forget fry sauce. Is it a specific fry sauce that Idaho invented? I think it was started out here somewhere with the one of the restaurants. I don't know the, the full history, but 
it was kind of a new concept for us when we moved out here. Is it mayo-based, mustard-based? What do we talk about here? It is the same mayo, ketchup, something, but there's a little something else in there. I don't, don't know all the details. <laughs> it's yeah. just pretty good. I'll add it to the list. Well, I'd love to get a little bit of background on you and how you got to Lighthouse. I know you'd mentioned before we started recording some time in Florida mm -hmm. out of school. So if you kind of give me the full view of how, how Stephen Denny now is at Lighthouse Christian. Sure. I've been in Christian education since I was five years old as a student, never left, got out of college, started an athletic program as an athletic director and teacher at a very small school, was there for a year, went to a larger school, larger being 900 plus students as an athletic director. That was in North Carolina and then took an opportunity as an athletic director in Tennessee. Then we moved to Florida. There I was athletic director and uh, director of advancement, so all school advancement. And then those are all in the athletic and advancement realm before moving back to Tennessee for a head of school, a short stint there before the opportunity in Idaho. So my career has kind of transitioned from a couple decades in athletics to, to head of school opportunity. Wow. Awesome. And the, now give me a little bit of background on Lighthouse a little bit. I know you guys are, it seems like a you know, fairly big school, so I'd love to hear kind of how you, how, I know you've only been there, I think, a little over a year at Lighthouse, but given kind of a background mm -hmm. on the school itself. Sure, yeah, this is this finished a year here. It's the smallest school, really, that we've been a part of. It's, we're now up to 420 students. We were at 360 when we arrived a year ago. Lighthouse has been around for about 27 years, but in a lot of ways, still very young. And so, been working hard this year to really bring it from... Uh, some of its, its infancy to more of a legitimate school process uh, on all levels, whether that's academic, finances, culture, all the pieces. Okay, awesome. I saw you guys have a football. Is it a seven or eight man football team? It's eight men and they've had some success here in the years past. Had some great kids come through and, and some great coaches as a part of that. And part of our restructuring is to move from kind of a participatory mindset to a programmatic mindset so that uh, we're establishing programs, whether that's athletics, arts, whatever. So a little bit of transition there in a sense. And so we hired a, a coach out of Florida who I knew from my time down there and has had a tremendous success there in eight man and 11 man. And we will be transitioning to 11 man one day. So we're kind of getting on the front end of that. And as we bring him in with some, some high hopes of having some success under his leadership, we also had a field that was about 15 years old. So raised some funds and put in a brand new turf, Navy and gray stripe. So the only one that we know of at the high school level of its kind, but a cool concept for sure. So we just got that put in. Yeah, that is exciting. It'll be cool to get transition to 11 man would be awesome. Yeah, we're going to be forced to as our enrollment grows, which we anticipate. And we look for our enrollment to really double in size over the next several years. And that'll probably cap us out as far as our, our campus allowance there with our acreage. But just a few more students, about 50 more students in a high school, and we're going to be forced to go to 11 man anyway. Oh, wow. I, see, that was my next question. If you guys are even at the facility to hold more students or if you guys are having to build something so you already have enough to house like 600 700 students 
No, we have enough to house 500, and we've already spent a year meeting with an architect and designing plans and having initial conversations with some donors to try to kick that off here pretty soon and build a new building and an additional gymnasium that would allow us 11 classrooms and then some of the areas such as expansive eating space, a front office for the school, a band room, and then a second floor that could be outfitted later to lead into a more of a creative, innovative space that kind of speaks and connects to our area and offers some opportunities for students that I think will be pretty neat. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congrats on the growth. That's exciting. That's a perfect segue into the first part I like to ask people, which is some challenges. So obviously with growth comes some challenges probably for you guys. I'd love to hear some of the ones you guys are currently up against, but not just sharing the challenges, but also how you are either currently combating those or planning to combat some of those challenges you guys have. Sure. Well, with growth, obviously there's growth management. So how do you do that strategically creating space for that growth, but also protecting your budget and not getting in over your head from that standpoint. So that's what we're working really hard just to monitor numbers, anticipate where students are coming in at what grade. Ultimately, we are this year opening up two classes per grade level through elementary and then trying to be more strategic with our secondary so that we can expand the offerings for our secondary students so that they have a personal academic plan, but then also allowing us to be creative with some of those class sizes so that we can grow. So just growth management in and of itself is hard. And then how do you, how do you start planning for the future and looking at all those building plans, just kind of timing that. Then of course you throw in the, the economic challenges presently too, that adds a little bit more to the challenge of, you know, timing and how do we do that well and protect our budget. So growth management, for sure, a definite challenge that we're facing. You know, to add to that, I think you wrap that into a couple of different cultural things. As you grow numbers in your school, the culture within your school is going to change to some degree. You're adding more people. And so just that dynamic alone changes some of that culture. So we're trying to be very careful how we remodel that. We have a tagline, teacher facilitated, student formulated in a Christ-centered environment. So we're really trying to be strategic as how we implement some of these things so that our students are fully engaged in that process, have a voice within their school. Our teachers are leading, but they're doing it from a facilitation and uh, really trying to equip these students to own their own thinking. And so just that whole cultural piece obviously within a Christ-centered environment, leading them to a place where they own their faith and recognize that and have some firm roots by the time they graduate from here. That's definitely an ongoing challenge, particularly wrapped in, and this is kind of a, another challenge, wrapped into the culture that our students are faced outside of our walls and all the things that they're being introduced to at a rapid pace and just kind of thrown at them. So we, we spend a lot of time really trying to emphasize to students or help them process and learn who they are and why they are, and, and ultimately leading them to identifying their purpose and their calling. So a lot of schools will use the term college prep. We use the term calling prep. So what is God calling you to? Is that career? Is that college? Is that ministry? So, you know, just considering growth, the culture within your school, and then the culture outside of your school, those are some challenges that really work together to make life 
difficult, but at the same time, exciting when you start to get it right and you start to see it take place and take shape. Mm, I love that. I love the calling part of it. And I love that you mentioned the part about the culture and how that is something you guys, I'm glad you guys are preparing for that and you're mentally talking about it because that is a, yeah, you're totally right. If you go from 300 students, 400, 500 students, that is, I mean, you're almost doubling in size in a school in a very short amount of time. And there's going to be challenges. There are going to be weird things that are going to pop up in the, with the students that is going to be weird with culture. And I mean, have you even heard or felt in the last year with you being there, has there been a culture shift just with you know, new staff coming on board and now you got the new football coach. Has there already been kind of just a shift in how the mindset of the sports programs and the different academic side of things? Yes, I think so. And very positive from that standpoint, kind of moving from a fair approach of leadership to just more direct communication, speaking truth and grace is kind of the approach that we're trying to take. And so we see that materialize and we really put an emphasis Philippians 2 is kind of our underlying theme for the school, even though each year we have a, a theme for the year. School philosophy is based out of Philippians 2, 1 through 8, and it's, you make my joy complete, being like-minded, united in purpose, spirit, and love. And so that's really what we try to do to drive our culture. And so everybody that's coming in here is buying into that philosophy and then turning around and leading in that capacity. So it's Following the example of Christ, it's all founded from um, a servant model. You know, how do we serve? What does that look like? Which leads to a level, like once you serve somebody, it leads to a level of curiosity, vulnerability, and accountability. You start having more authentic relationships because somebody just served me. Wow, that's unique. So now we engage on a deeper level. And then through that engagement, that leads to a shared respect and responsibility. So now it's not just about me it moves into more about we and when we have that we mentality it increases our performance expectations mm. and so whether that's artistically athletically academically we're all moving in that direction together and that's where ultimately as we move in that direction together that's when we start to learn more about who we are whose we are and why we are so that's really the commitment of our staff coming in and so some of these new people we Coming in, we really tried to, we shredded everything back and went down to bare bones as far as administrative leadership. And that was also part of the financial plan just to protect us and put us in a good situation. There had been some concerns there, so we were kind of restructuring some things. So this year, we've added back a lot of key pieces on the administrative or the leadership to go with the excellent staff, the faculty that we have here. So excited to see where that really, you know, builds to. We've got 11 people on our leadership team this year. And one person has been here more than two years on that leadership team. Wow. Yeah. Is there anybody so, that's an OG? They're from the start of the school from back in the 90s. Anybody from that? Well, there's a lot of people from then and from that era that are still here in the area and connected. Not necessarily so many still employed, except for the founders and the founding pastor of this church who had a vision for a school, he is still here and still in place, him and his wife. And, and so he's obviously, you know, a huge part of everything that goes on here. And uh, as far as a board seat and capacity there. So um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a connection to the past. We talk a lot about honoring the past, celebrating the present and embracing the future. So we really try to connect 1995 to the present 22, 23 year. 
Mm. And with your church, the church that's a, there's a sending church, like that's a partner right next door to the school. We share campus. We are, Lighthouse Christian School is a ministry of Lighthouse Church Fellowship. We share the campus, primarily some of the elementary classrooms and the main auditorium, which is used for church services. Awesome. Well, I feel like the, we're talking about the, the challenges, I think that's a perfect you know segue into what's going really good. You already mentioned some things. I feel like they were just naturally from the challenges that are going really good, but what are some other things give you a chance to brag about Lighthouse and what you guys are mm-hmm. doing? What are some things that are going really good for you guys? Yeah, I think, you know, just kind of moving into this transitional phase and me coming in, first of all, tremendous support from the board, from families who... I think they recognize, all right, we need kind of a a change of direction here. So that's been exciting to be a part of. And we've felt so supported. And I say we, my wife and I, our family, everybody that we've, you know, added to our team, it's been very supportive environment. That led into our first fundraiser in October. And we eliminated all the little fundraisers and went to one auction fundraiser and raised about 400,000 that night. So a lot of financial support. In addition to that, there's been a commitment to, I don't know, another 600,000 or so since October. And that's, you know, part of that helped put the field in and we got a new charter bus and wrapped it, made something, you know, made it look really cool. We've done a lot of facility improvement. So the generosity of so many people who are excited about where we're going has really contributed to a lot of the new things or the improved areas on our campus. And with that, you know, we're also partnering that with with new strategies. So academically, really trying to raise the bar. We've got an outstanding academic administrator. I hired an assistant principal to go with her. I have an outstanding advancement administrator. And again, just building out that leadership team. But academically, we really changed some things this year and excited to see, you know, after year one and kind of weathering the storm of change that nobody likes, excited for this year, and just the opportunity to see how it flourishes and really impacts students. That's awesome. So I want to rewind a little bit because you mentioned this fundraiser that you guys raised $400,000 in one night. I'm sure lots of school leaders listening going, I want to run that fundraiser. So to, like, if you, could, <laughs> you know, maybe pick it apart a little bit, what kind of auction did you guys do? Was it people donated stuff for the auction? And like, let's just real quick, if you can dive into that a little bit. Yeah, I think a lot of it's probably location-oriented. Auctions are a big thing in this area. We were off campus, had a great venue, had a lot of gifted and committed people working hard to get items, to bring those in, to create just a great environment for that. It was a dinner auction, had an outstanding auctioneer come in. So a lot of silent auction items, a lot of live auction items. Of course, it all you know wrapped up within two hours as far as the auction goes, hour and a half. So it was very quick, very fast, and then just had a period of time where I think the key in that was saying, this is where your money's going. Here are four areas, and this is where you can commit to. So he ended up at the end of the night, just said, all right, we're just going to start. Who wants to give 100000 Who wants to get, and just worked his way down, and, and we had some people step up there and write some big checks just in the moment. So it was a neat experience and definitely something that was encouraging, just kind of being new and, and being able to cast a vision and people saying, yep, we support that. Holy smokes. That's awesome. That's cool. It's, and it's so nice when you guys, as a especially as a Christian school in the area, have buy-in from the community with stuff like that and have support because that just makes it so much easier and you have more confidence in 
going to the next school year and these new buildings you guys are looking to, to build to grow mm -hmm. the school. So that's awesome. And I think that's one of the things going for us too right now is, is just our location. We are the only K-12 Christian school in this city. So if you're looking for Christian education or you're upset with the public system, we're it. Come to us. So that's a nice advantage to have kind of on the market, if you will. But we have to, you know, with that comes with responsibility. So we have to make sure that we're living up to our name. So it's a challenge, but it's also a great opportunity. Yeah, 100%. Any other ones you want to share for stuff that's going good? The best thing that's going for, as far as I'm concerned right now, is just the people that are being added to the team. You know, my, my personal mission is to empower and equip others to fulfill their purpose according to God's calling. And he has just blessed us with some outstanding people coming in here to, to really kind of carry the load and uh, excited about watching these people actually do quality work this year. It's going to be good. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, as we wrap it up, I always end with the same question I asked all the guests, asking them to give a piece of advice. You've been doing this a long time, so I know you probably have some good nuggets you can share, but if you were to leave any of the school leaders listening with a piece of advice, what would that be? Yeah, that's hard. I mean, it's all relative to your situation and there's some key things, obviously, you know, identifying your vision and then supporting that with your mission and then carrying out initiatives, listening, you know, going on a listening tour just to particularly in a transitional year, finishing that first year, having taken as much information in as possible, investing fully to where there's no doubt. You move across the country, you relocate, even across town, people kind of question your motives. And so they need to see that, that you're invested fully. And so I worked hard to make sure I'm here at everything. And then, you know, surrounding yourself with quality people and, and of course, seeking the Lord's wisdom and all the decisions and all the challenges that you face, building a, and empowering a, a team to do great work. But I would say for me this year and, and just through all of my experience, and this is kind of my word for the year, it's clarity. Because a lot of times, you know, especially coming in and figuring things out, it takes a little bit of time. So this year, just want to really emphasize clarity in the vision, clarity in what we're here to do and, and offering that as much as possible. Speaking truth, being direct, truth and grace and clarity is kind of all encompassing of that. So I think that's hard for leaders sometimes is to come in with clarity, depending on your gifts, you know, some are more vision oriented and some get caught in the details more, but either way, things get lost in translation a lot of times. So that's that's my focus for this year. And I would encourage leaders to really focus on clarity as well. That's good. I actually, nobody's shared that one before. And I actually 100% agree. And it is hard. Like you just said, it's not like one of those ones you, you're like, hey, here's this piece of advice. Like, I got it. I can just implement it right now. Clarity, that is, <laughs> you're right. And it's something that's, I feel like, a reminder that people need every year as well, especially with everything going on just in education right now and what's going on, just like, yeah. where, where do you want to go with it? Where, where do we want our school to be going forward? And do we all like you, obviously you being head of school or all my staff under me, are we all on the same page with clarity of where we're going? So we're all working together on the same goals. That's, that's a good one. I think that's an actionable for anybody who's listening to the podcast today. Yeah, for school leaders, obviously that relates to your board, that relates to your parents, that relates to your staff. I mean, it relates to your community. It's all encompassing and it looks different in all of those areas too. So it's a challenge as well. Man, that's good. 
Man, Stephen, this has been a really good episode. I love the insight that you've given. I love your background in education. And I love that, obviously, you are very, very passionate about education and the Christian education. So just some big kudos to you from me to you. I want to say thank you for all your years of just pouring into this next generation and what you're doing there in Idaho. Just wishing you and your school and everybody at Lighthouse nothing but the best as you guys grow and get to an 11-man football team and add on <laughs> more facilities. And obviously, like, if I'm ever in Idaho, we're going to go get some fries and some special sauce stuff together when I'm in Idaho, all right? Yeah, come on. That'd be great. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. I hope we have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, another huge shout out and a thank you to Stephen for taking time and being on the podcast today. I love what he's doing over at Lighthouse Christian School there in Idaho, and I'm wishing him and his school nothing but the best as they continue to grow and educate the next generation that's coming behind us. And as always, I'm hoping you guys were able to take at least one thing from today's episode that you can take back to your school to make it better than it is right now. With all these great podcast episodes we have coming out, there's some great content and some great strategies and ideas that are coming out of these. And again, not expecting you guys to take all of them and apply all of them. I mean, that would be cool, but at least one. If you can focus on one every episode that you guys can use and take back to your school, that's going to be a huge, huge improvement. If your school is needing help in the areas of growing enrollment, filling those seats, getting more leads, managing your online presence better, any of that stuff, I'd love to hear from you. We love helping schools with that specifically. You can check us out online, schoolsuccessmakers.com. That's schoolsuccessmakers.com. Dot com, or if you're more of a Facebook user, we have a private Facebook group just for you and all the other school leaders called School Success Makers. That's School Success Makers on Facebook just for school leaders. We will be here next week with another amazing guest as usual on the School Success Podcast. We'll see you then.